Today is Wednesday, November 10th, 2021, and we are going to spend the entire show today doing a deep dive on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Kyle Rittenhouse finds himself on the stand today in his own defense in a bombshell move. No one was expecting this. And the judge in the trial blows the prosecution out of the water. Probably going to be a mistrial. Who knows? The man who was shot by Kyle Rittenhouse himself says he pointed a gun at Kyle before he discharged his weapon, and the prosecution's case crumbles, so now they have to claim he, Kyle Rittenhouse is a white supremacist or a domestic terrorist. You choose. It's pathetic and fascinating. The entire country is on trial here. Is self-defense even a thing in America? We'll find out on this episode of The Benny Show. This episode of The Benny Show is brought to you by Repair. Repair is the scientifically formulated drink that helps the body defend and recover from the effects of drinking alcohol. It's created by Sidera Brewing, and who knows better about alcohol hangovers than a brewer? Repair is fast and effective hydration. It gives you the electrolytes that a sports drink would without all the bad preservatives and food colorings. It gives you liver support. It's good for you to help you with the toxins in your systems, and it tastes great. Restore key nutrients in your body like vitamin C, theanamine, vitamin B6, B12, zinc, folic acid, and it has no artificial ingredients. I recommend that you use Repair, especially if you're following the news these days. You're probably going to need a stiff drink. Go to Repair.com, Repair, R-E-P-E-A-R, Drink.com, and enter the code Benny at checkout for a discount. RepairDrink.com, code Benny. All right, so the bombshell story of the day that we are going to spend the entire show on and that the entire internet, the world really, is fixated on is the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. The Kyle Rittenhouse trial is itself a miscarriage of justice. It's been proven now through testimony and proven definitively, quite frankly, in a blundering and stupidity of the prosecution that Kyle Rittenhouse is a young man who was defending himself. It has been I mean, I'll I'll cut to the plot here. Kyle Rittenhouse was legally brandishing a firearm. He had every legal right to have. He had every legal right to hold and to use if indeed somebody threatens you. Now, what would a real use of threat look like? Well, somebody pointed a loaded gun at your head and said that they are going to effing kill you. That's what a threat looks like in any court in the land, in any place in America. When someone points a loaded gun at your head and says that you are about to effing die, then that is considered a legitimate threat. That is considered a threat in which you could defend yourself against, including, but not limited to, using deadly force because your life is being threatened right now. So that is what's on trial in Wisconsin right now. Americans right to self-defense. Don't get it twisted. Don't lose the plot. What's on trial is, do you have an ability to defend yourself? Can you and should you defend yourself? Do you have that right? Because based on all of the testimony and everything we know about this case right now, Kyle Rittenhouse was simply and purely acting in self-defense. And that's according to the star witness for the prosecution. This prosecution, we'll get to them. These uh, jokers are just such idiots. It is uh, really embarrassing. So embarrassing, in fact, that the judge 
has resorted to screaming and berating the prosecution, calling them lowbrow and and, and essentially saying, you, you guys don't deserve uh, to have your law licenses renewed. It's pretty embarrassing. There's a lot of fireworks, and we're going to get to all of them here in today's show. But first off, what is happening in the Kyle Rittenhouse case? Why are we here? I think it's an important question to ask. What is going on uh, in this case? Uh, why is everyone talking about it? What implications does it have for us? So let's do a quick rehash. Uh, for those who need a freshener, and I myself needed a bit of a freshener, in our current news environment, something that happened 18 months ago seems like ancient history, might as well be carved into a tablet found in the desert in Egypt somewhere. So here's what happened. Kyle Rittenhouse went to Kenosha, Wisconsin during the BLM riots in the summer of 2020. Kenosha, Wisconsin a small, little, idyllic, sort of rust-belty community there in Wisconsin. Never hurt anyone. Uh, never did any, any, you know, anything wrong. It wasn't really the uh, optimal place for anyone to assume that there was some type of major hate crime or white supremacist presence there. It was just a little, sleepy Midwestern town like the one that I come from, like the one that many millions of Americans live in uh, every single day. You might recall seeing the images of President Trump visiting the aftermath of Kenosha after it was burned to the ground. Kenosha, a small little unassuming community, had the mobsters, thugs, and legitimate domestic terrorists of the BLM movement descend upon it and torch it to the ground. Kenosha was on fire in flames. Small little unassuming Midwestern businesses probably barely hanging on through the COVID pandemic who were scraping by on a fingernail. They had their businesses torched to the ground, burnt to ashes. The morning of the shooting, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was photographed cleaning up graffiti at a high school in Kenosha. Kyle Rittenhouse was there, based on his own testimony and the testimony of others, to help clean up. He's just a Midwestern kid. He was helping clean up a town that he knew and knew well, and he didn't want to see it burnt to the ground. In the chaos during the protest, in the nights of the protest, Kyle Rittenhouse shot three men. He killed two of them. Kyle Rittenhouse is now 18 and facing two counts of first-degree intentional homicide and one count of first-degree intentional reckless homicide. The three men Rittenhouse shot at were Joseph Rosenbaum, Anthony Huber, and Gage Gruwitz. Gruwitz survived the shooting and has testified in the trial. Here are the background of the men shot, just in case you were wondering who the BLM protests attracted as their front men. Joseph Rosenbaum is a convicted child molester, and he spent more than a decade in prison. Anthony Huber is a convicted felon. He was convicted of strangulation in a case, and he's also convicted of domestic abuse against women. Seems like an upstanding fellow. Seems like a very nonviolent fellow. Gage Grosowitz was also armed and admitted that he was carrying a weapon illegally and that he was arrested for felony burglary in the past. He's also a member of the communist group, the People's Revolution Movement. So he's a communist. So the people who were shot, and we don't think that anyone necessarily deserves to die, but if you are attacking somebody and you are trying to kill them and they have a firearm, well, then you better expect that they can use deadly force against you. That's American law. You can defend yourself in this country. 
you must retreat within reason. But when somebody is threatening your life, well, you can pull your weapon, brandish your weapon, and defend your life. If you don't have that, then you have anarchy. These tenets are so important because what this means is that us as Americans, we are our own castle, that we can have the right and duly have the right by law in order to protect our own life, our own liberty, our own happiness, our families. And so when these convicted child molesters, when these domestic abusers, strangulators, when these Marxists who are criminally and illegally carrying weapons descend on and attack a young man who was at that point a minor, 17 years old, Kyle Rittenhouse was. Kyle Rittenhouse was carrying an AR-15. He had spent the day cleaning up. They descended upon him. They pulled weapons out and pointed them at Kyle Rittenhouse. They said they were going to effing kill him. It's a quote. And so Kyle Rittenhouse, in retreat, used his weapon in a way that is lawfully able to be used. A way that it should be used, quite frankly. Not in the way that his attackers used their weapons, which they were carrying illegally, and which they were using for force and intimidation. Kyle Rittenhouse used his weapon in self-defense, which is the point of carrying a weapon always and should be. Unless you are in the military or fighting in a war or in law enforcement and you have to stop something heinous from happening, that is why you carry weapons. That is why tens of millions, perhaps hundreds of millions of Americans are armed and remain armed. Self-defense. We know this because the prosecution had a very, very bad day when they called their star witness to the stand and he said just that. We'll get to that testimony in just one second. Uh, but first, ladies and gentlemen, you're gonna need a uh, <laughs> you're gonna need some red meat this fall and winter. It's going to be a cold winter. You got gas prices on the rise. You got heating prices on the rise. You got a uh, a, a very cold winter actually planned. Uh, this is this is uh, in the forecast. That it's going to be a uh, very brutal and cold winter. Even down in Florida, it's quite chilly right now. So get stocked up, right? Get stocked up on your meat. Get stocked up on red meat. You got to eat like an American. You got to eat like a good red-blooded patriot. You're going to want to grill. There's nothing better than grilling outside in the snow when it's chilly out. This is prime grilling season. And that's why you should sign up for Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers is the company that supports 100% American ranchers, American meat, American farmers. Good Ranchers box shows up right at your door and you have some of the most delicious cuts of meat you will ever eat in your life. And when you use my name at checkout, you will get 10 free bistro fillets, that's a $100 value, and $25 off each box of mouth-watering American meats for life. So go to goodranchers.com backslash Benny and use the code Benny at checkout for 10 free bistro fillets, free express shipping, and 25 bucks off your subscription for life. Goodranchers.com backslash Benny. Make sure that when the chilly season comes around, when the winter comes around, you're ready and stocked up for red meat grilling so you can eat like an American. 
All right. Well, cold is what this trial for Kyle Rittenhouse has been for the prosecution. It has been a cold case. They have had no good moments in this trial, and it's uh, very important and good that they have not had any moments in this trial. It's good for America. We must defend our right to defend ourselves, our family. It is quintessential to being an American. In fact, an armed populace was so important that they put it right up near the rights handed to you by God of speech, religion, being able to assemble, and then the ability to protect those rights handed to you by God in our Bill of Rights is protected by the right to bear arms, the right to have militias, the right to have the ability to protect ourselves. It's right up there near the top. It is quintessential to the American experience. It is what we are about in this country. Individual liberty, individual rights, and the individual capacity to lead your life peacefully as millions of Americans wish to do every single day. Kyle Rittenhouse was peacefully in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He wasn't attacking anyone. He was being attacked. And we know that because the star witness of the prosecution said it. That's right. Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Shooting victim Gage Groskowitz says that he was pointing his gun at Kyle Rittenhouse when Kyle Rittenhouse shot him. Kyle Rittenhouse shot this man in the arm, uh, blew his bicep out, and uh, Gage Groskowitz uh, has had a rough one. Gage Groskowitz, as we uh, covered in the last segment, is a communist. Uh, He was carrying a gun illegally. And now he admits to pointing it directly at Kyle Rittenhouse before Kyle Rittenhouse discharged his weapon. Joseph Rosenbaum is the first man to be shot by Kyle Rittenhouse, according to video evidence and witness testimony. Rosenbaum chased Rittenhouse, throwing objects at him. So once again, Kyle Rittenhouse retreating, being attacked. According to witness testimony, Rosenbaum also threatened Rittenhouse. Here, Richie McGinnis, a former colleague of mine, someone I know very well at The Daily Caller, uh, had this to say about what was happening uh, to Kyle Rittenhouse, and this is an exact quote. I mean, you have no idea what Mr. Rosenbaum was ever thinking at any point in his life. You have never been inside his head. You never met him before. You don't know. I've, I've never even, i never exchanged words with him, if that's what your question is. So you're interpretation of what he was trying to do or what he was intending to do or anything along those lines is complete guesswork, isn't it? Um, well, he said, F- you, and then he reached for the weapon. Well, it doesn't get any more clear than that. Again, I know Richie. I've filmed a lot of videos with Richie. Richie is a, a great person and a brave person. He stood up uh, to the prosecution and he uh, did a wonderful job. We watched that testimony and and real, uh, real clarity uh, and real confidence from Richie. Very proud of him. And another witness testified that Rosenbaum, again, a Rosenbaum in this case is the uh, the convicted child molester uh, who had spent more than a decade in prison. So, a really a great guy to hang your case on. Uh, threatened him and Rittenhouse and said that if they were caught alone that he would kill them. So Rosenbaum threatening to kill Kyle Rittenhouse. Listen to this. I stepped in and told everybody, chill out, calm down, stop doing that. I turned and had an exchange with one of the protesters and I kind of explained to that protester, hey, you know, I get it, get what you're trying to do, but like not this. And when I turned around, Rosenbaum was right there in front of my face, yelling and screaming. And I said, dude, back up. 
just chill. I don't know what your problem is. And he goes, you know what? If I catch any of you guys alone tonight, I'm going to kill you. And he said that to you? Correct. Did he say that to the defendant as well? No, the defendant was there. So, yes. Rittenhouse uh, has taken the stand and said exactly that, that he was threatened, had his life threatened twice verbally by this known group of child molesters, uh, strangulators, domestic abusers, and communists. Uh, really a, a great people to be defending here. The second person shot was Anthony Huber. According to video evidence and witnesses and in their testimony, Huber was seen rushing towards Rittenhouse and hitting him with a skateboard before he was shot. Skateboard, a very hard object, uh, an object made out of metal and wood and could kill you. If you hit the person in the right way with a skateboard, you'll die. Third person shot was Gage Groskowitz. He was wounded by Rittenhouse and he admitted that he was pointing his own gun, illegally brandished at Rittenhouse before Rittenhouse shot him. This is huge. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, and this is the end of the case right here. This should be the end of the case. In any sane world, this would be the end of the case. This would be all, all you would need to say, okay, well, you're acquitted of this charge. Because if you just lay the facts out, what you have is a young man who is being chased, who is retreating lawfully, being chased through the streets by people who threatened to kill him, people who are actively trying to kill him by beating him with deadly objects and by brandishing deadly objects. Oh, and by the way, these people are convicted criminals, Marxists, domestic abusers. Uh, these are people who are child molesters, a sickening, sickening lot, and they want to kill you. When the weapon gets pointed at you, gets pointed at your head, when, the weapon, when you see the barrel of the gun pointed at you, you have the right to self-defense. Once again, that is what's on trial here. The right to self-defense. We've seen a grotesque video uh, uh, that is threatening the jury. And we know that the jury themselves are being threatened. Uh, a member of George Floyd's family uh, has been threatening the jury on social media. And the judge has actually talked about how members of the jury are being filmed and intimidated. We have both those clips for you. We only bring them up, certainly not to propagate the idea that Anyone should ever do this to a jury. Of course, it's illegal. But we bring it up because you need to know exactly what pressures are at stake here. In a sane world, Kyle Rittenhouse would be walking free today. But this is not the America that you grew up in. No. This is now an America run by fascists with fascistic tactics like this, threatening juries. And if you have a moment like this in America where you cannot get a fair trial, do you even have an America any longer? Listen to these scary sound bites. I ain't even gonna name the people that I know that's up in the, in the Kenosha, I mean, in the Kenosha trial, but there's cameras in there. There's definitely cameras up in there and there's definitely people taking pictures of the juries and everything like that. We know what's going on. So we need the same results, man. We need the same results. Justice for Dante Wright. That was George Floyd's uh, cousin uh, that we understand threatening the members of the jury. Here is the judge saying that members of the jury are being uh, targeted for persecution and filmed. I didn't even ask. 
to um, delete the video and return the phone to him. Um, I've instructed that if it happens again, they're to take the phone. Terrifying stuff there. This is truly what's at stake. Do you have a country with law and order? Do you have equal justice under the law? Do you have the ability to defend and protect yourself? These are the things on trial. This is why we're all on trial in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. It's Kyle Rittenhouse today. It's going to be you next and your family next. And you better hope that these things exist so that you can defend your family, so that you can have a fair trial. These fascistic tactics must not stand in this country. And thankfully, the based judge in this trial is having none of it. He just screamed at the prosecution moments ago. And we have that soundbite for you in one second. Screaming is what I feel like doing uh, after uh, a day of following the news. Uh, quite frankly, guys, it's, it's stressful, a stressful environment. I really savor time with my family time to go downstairs and cook dinner with my kid. It is the most refreshing and stress relieving time. And during my stress relief time at night, I like to have a glass of red wine. I love a good glass of red wine with my dinner or backyard entertaining friends or grilling. Let me tell you about one of my best kept secrets, the world's first extreme altitude wine club. My friends over at Bonner Private Wines are a group of Americans who got tired of those flimsy wines that you find in most supermarkets. You know the kind, the cheap, throat-burning reds, the kind that just don't taste great. You spend $50 on a tomahawk steak and you pair it with some crappy wine and it just doesn't it doesn't work. You you've almost ruined the steak. This syrupy yellow wines that you know taste like a melted popsicle, not good. Not good. You'll ruin your dinner if you have wines like that. They set out on a journey miles away from civilization, 9,000 feet in the sky, to find the world's most remote wines. And they nearly died trying. Seriously. They went 9,000 feet up from sea level in Argentina. That's right. In the Andes Mountains. And they found one of the most delicious bottles of wine you will ever have from Bonner Private Wines. This is a amazing bottle, guys. Blackberry, leather, smoke, a little dark cherry. Plus, if you love steak and barbecue, these wines are a great pairing. No middleman, no inflated prices. Just visit Bonner Private Wines backslash Benny, Bonner Private Wines backslash Benny. Don't cheap out on your wine. Don't cheap out on your steak. Life is short, ladies and gentlemen, and you better you better savor the good things in life, and certainly something that we're savoring right now as Kyle Rittenhouse is on the stand in his own trial. Uh, the defense has really had their job done for them by the prosecution in this in this trial, and you can tell the prosecution's just this very smarmy, limp-wristed libs. They probably worship Dr. Fauci, probably pray at the Temple of Fauci. They they sip oat milk. And their lattes, they they scream uh, in the streets about social justice and critical race theory. These are people who watch MSNBC day and night. They they believe what they're told by CNN. They probably subscribe to the New York Times. <laughs> this prosecution got a uh, got their asses handed to them. I mean, there's no there's no other way to say it. Got their asses handed to them by the judge in just one of the most fiery moments from the trial. The judge screamed at the prosecution. Listen to this. Why would you think that that made it okay for you, without any advance notice, to bring this matter before the jury? 
You are already, you were, I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I don't know what you're up to. This judge obviously has a, uh, has a heart for Kyle Rittenhouse, is, is wanting a fair courtroom, not wanting Kyle Rittenhouse, and, and thank God this judge was assigned the case, not wanting Kyle Rittenhouse to become some type of uh, a sacrificial lamb on the altar of wokeness, on the altar of social justice. Uh, Kyle took the stand and is saying, saying just as much, saying that he acted in self-defense and that he retreated when these monsters came after him. Again, known criminals and people who were illegally using and brandishing firearms, pointing them at Kyle Rittenhouse, telling them that they were going to kill him. Listen. You intentionally used deadly force against Gage Grosskreutz, correct? Yes. With regard to Joseph Rosenbaum, you fired four shots at him, correct? Yes. You intended to kill him, correct? I didn't intend to kill him. I intended to stop the person who was attacking me and trying to steal my gun. So you have a, a, a young man who was 17 at the time, has the weight of the world on his shoulders, is in a bad situation, I think is behaving very honorably in this situation, uh, retreated when attacked, spent the day cleaning up. And uh, the PTSD from this moment really um, shocked the young man. Uh, I think this is legitimate. I mean, I've, I've seen men return from war and they have real PTSD. I've seen grown men break down just like this. Kyle Rittenhouse broke down on the stand today. And, and uh, I thought we should play you the clip because it just shows you how raw and how real these emotions actually are for this for this young man who uh, I think in every sense is 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 a hero of the Republic. I think that Kyle Rittenhouse, um, while nothing in this situation is perfect, Kyle Rittenhouse is behaving with composure beyond his years. Um, and all of the the trial is is lining up, behaving with a lot of character beyond the child molesters and the communists chasing him down. And it uh, clearly bothered him, uh, as anyone with a soul would be bothered when they had to discharge their weapon and take a, a life. It's either you or them. And who's it going to be? In that moment, you have to make a decision. Kyle Rittenhouse clearly affected by that decision. Listen. I, once I take that step back, I look over my shoulder and Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side. Um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski, and there were <laughs> there were three people right there. Anyway, you, you can uh, just relax for a minute, sir. Um, we're going to take a break. 
So while I think that Rittenhouse taking the stand is a huge liability, it always is. He doesn't have to. He can have his Fifth Amendment upheld. He does not have to testify against himself, right? This is a uh, very important tenet of um, the American legal system. Kyle Rittenhouse did not have to take the stand. He's doing this voluntarily. I think he's creating a compelling case. I mean, it's very dangerous, but I don't think he's hurt himself uh, thus far. Obviously, in this trial, as the facts have been laid out, it's going to be impossible to view this as anything other than self-defense in this show's opinion. But that's not how the broken corporate media viewed it. The broken liars and hacks in the corporate media have done nothing but slander this young man, along with the president of the United States, Joe Biden, along with the regime media. Rittenhouse is basically what you would have had in a school shooter. He's a 17-year-old kid. He shouldn't have had a gun. He crossed state lines to supposedly protect property. No, he was going out to shoot people. You see the 17-year-old who was radicalized by Trumpism, took his AR-15 to Kenosha and became a killer. A 17-year-old kid from out of state, a boy from out of state, drives up to the state with an AR-15 around his neck, shoots and kills a couple of people. Uh, shooting wildly, running around, uh, acting like uh, rent-a-cop. And it's not good that a 17-year-old vigilante, arguably a domestic terrorist, picked up a rifle, drove to a different state to shoot people. Just a truly grotesque, again, display. You want to talk about a miscarriage of justice, miscarriage of media, slandering, libeling this young man. I hope that he has, and I told my wife this this morning, I hope he has a Nick Sandman moment where Nick Sandman sued the people who uh, libeled him on air and got a massive payout. Nick Sandman, very rich man. I don't know how much he made. I'd like to know, but he made a lot of money from CNN, the Washington Post, these other uh, news sites that just rushed to judgment and uh, went after uh, Nick Sandman, who I think was about the same age as Kyle Rittenhouse. Nick Sandman was wearing a MAGA hat and uh, uh, just standing peacefully, at the Lincoln Memorial, and uh, had his life ruined by these jackals. And uh, now Kyle Rittenhouse is staring down the uh, the same barrel, to, to pardon a, uh, a probably inappropriate pun there, Kyle Rittenhouse staring down the same barrel. And we'll see. I, I hope that Kyle Rittenhouse sues everyone, uh, up to and including the president, uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who tweeted, there's no other way to put it, President of the United States is refusing to disavow white supremacists on the debate stage last night with a video including Rittenhouse. So Joe Biden sitting there calling Kyle Rittenhouse, without any evidence, a white supremacist. Yeah. Well, I hope, uh, I, I don't know what it looks like to sue the sitting, the sitting president, but uh, sure would be nice to see a little bit of justice for Kyle. We are calling for justice for Kyle. We've seen enough in this trial. Uh, it's quite clear that this is a political persecution. It's quite clear that they're trying to intimidate the jury, that the evidence is overwhelming, that Kyle Rittenhouse acted in self-defense. They should shut down this trial right now. The judge is losing his temper and losing his uh, his calm at a defense that is quite clearly unprepared, unprofessional, uh, and unable to prove any case right now. They are just getting destroyed. They're becoming memes, quite frankly, online. There's just 
a number of viral memes about how bad the the prosecution is in this Kyle Rittenhouse case. Sorry, I said defense there uh, uh, as a mistake. The prosecution has just been so pathetic. The defense has done a good job, but really their job has been done for them by by the prosecution. They have no case here. Kyle Rittenhouse did act in self-defense. We truly hope with our whole hearts that that uh, that this uh, is what the jury finds. And uh, we commend the base judge for keeping the courtroom uh, on the straight and narrow. Kyle Rittenhouse deserves to walk out of there a free man and hopefully will be able to level a massive life-changing lawsuit against the people who slandered and libeled him, uh, uh, including Joe Biden. Man, what a uh, what a sick world that we live in right now. Thank goodness a lot of these people are hopefully going to prison in the Durham, Durham investigation. At least they're being called out and found out. Uh, also, Brian Williams leaving his job at NBC after 28 years. So one less fake news voice in the echo chamber. Bravo to that. My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial edition. We'll bring you all the straight facts. No fake news here. Thanks for listening.